Hello and welcome. I am Dr. Lara May, a clinical pharmacist specializing in functional medicine, as well as a certified yoga teacher and Reiki master. I run a truly integrative health coaching practice, encompassing functional medicine lab testing, yoga and meditation, and a sprinkling of Reiki energy medicine. Join me here on Light Body Radio to break through your health plateau and come into alignment with your natural vitality. Hello and welcome to another episode of Light Body Radio. I am your host, Dr. Lara May, and I would like to welcome you and thank you for listening today and lending your time to this episode today. This week, I want to discuss both functional medicine and medical intuition, and we'll talk more about that later. But first, I want to tell you about a summit that I am going to be interviewed on on Tuesday, February 18th by Anne Deidre. Anne is a international celebrity expert on intuition. She's a certified medical intuitive. She's a best-selling author, publisher, professional artist, speaker, and coach. She's my coach, and we have decided to collaborate with each other to bring forth some teaching, and she is hosting a healing summit, an educational summit that will be featuring her faculty members, of which I am one of them along with all the rest of her faculty members and um, the healing messages that each of us specialize in and the tools that we work and bring to our clients. So I would like to invite you to listen in, partake in that. You can go over to her website, andeidra.com, and find out all the details about that. I would love for you to join us. That It will be a live call, so you can call in and ask questions. You can get, there will be uh, live spot readings that I will be doing on this call. And we will be talking about the energetics of food and ascension and how that really can influence your healing journey and your expansion and ascension path. So that's going to be a lot of fun, and I'm really excited about that. Again, that's Tuesday, February 18th, and I I will send you directly to Anne's page for all the opt-in details that will also give you the call-in information, and I will link to that in the show notes. Okay, so now that we've gotten that out of the way, a little housekeeping... I, the reason I want to talk about this subject this week is because I recently completed my certification in functional medicine through the Functional Medicine University, which I'm super excited about. And so I wanted to give you guys, and I talk about functional medicine and I've been um, integrating it into my practice a little bit here and there over the last two years that I've been involved in their curriculum But I want to go a little bit more in depth with you this week. And so I want to start with the five basic principles that define functional medicine and um, how functional medicine is different than your typical Western medicine, which you often probably hear me refer to as um, 
allopathic medicine. So functional medicine views us all as being different. We are genetically different and we are biochemically unique. And uh, you would think that this would go without saying, but there's a lot with that happens within Western medicine these days that really tries to apply a one size fits all approach. And unfortunately, that just doesn't work for most people. And so functional medicine is really a personalized approach and we treat the individual, not the disease. And you will hear, you know, that tenet in Western medicine as well. But really what that means is you come in, we look at your labs, we give you a label of a disease state, and then we treat you the same way we would treat anyone else with that disease state, the same drugs, the same approach. So with functional medicine, we don't do that. And within functional medicine, we look for things that will support the normal healing mechanisms of the body naturally rather than attacking the disease directly. So this is also different. And, you know, if we gave our body all the tools that it needed, it can and it does heal itself. Our bodies are amazing and they want to be in a natural state of homeostasis and a natural state of health and well-being. And so a lot of times when we're not feeling well, we're working through a disease state, we're, we're out of that homeostatic field or state. And so giving the body its tools that it needs to restore all those normal healing mechanisms is one of the things that functional medicine does. Also, sometimes you'll hear Western medicine practitioners saying that um, functional medicine is woo-woo or it's not based on any evidence or any science. And that's just not true. There are mountains and mountains of science that is not acknowledged in Western medicine. And a lot of times the information that we do get in Western medicine is bought and paid for by either big pharma or big food or the government has its hands in it in some way, shape, or form. And by the government, I mean the FDA or the USDA. So functional medicine is deeply science-based. It is it is deeply research-based. It's just not bought and paid for by the big money that uh, exists within the United States. The latest research shows us what happens within us is connected in a complicated network or web of relationships. So again, you can't just isolate, let's say you have a stomach ulcer. Okay, we're just going to work on the stomach and that's it and nothing else. We now know about the microbiome, for example, and how connected the microbiome is with every other aspect of our body, even our brains. Now we know that most of our neurotransmitters, they're made in the gut and they're transported to the brain. So understanding these relationships allows us to see deep into the functioning of the body, hence the name functional medicine. Also in functional medicine, we see your body as intelligent and that has the capacity for self-regulation. And with this, and expresses itself through a dynamic balance of all of your body systems. So again, we're looking to restore that balance. We are looking to see where it's out of balance and how we can help that um, source of dis-ease come back into ease and balance and alignment. 
Also, we see that your body has the ability to heal. And I'm saying we a lot, and I probably should catch myself when I'm doing this, but I still work in allopathic Western medicine uh, full-time, and I have a functional medicine practice. So I'm sort of split between the two worlds, and and that's okay. Um, but so sometimes if I say we as Western medicine, I apologize because I still see myself as part of that field. Um, but also I am branching out and venturing into functional medicine uh, in my private practice. And that is where my passion lies. So we medicine, functional medicine practitioners see your body as having the ability to heal and prevent nearly all diseases of aging. And that's also something that Western medicine doesn't really acknowledge. I think a lot of Western medicine sees the body as it naturally declines, it naturally falls apart, it's just part of life, there's nothing you can do about it. And you just have to, you know, tell your doctor when something is broken or doesn't feel good, and we'll give you some sort of pill or surgery to fix it. And then, you know, move on and we'll just keep adding on pills and adding on surgeries until you're a bionic person with all of these artificial joints and all of these things, maybe organs removed and lots of pills on your medication list. But functional medicine professionals really feel and believe that your body has the ability to heal. And I'm going to talk about the difference between healing and a cure later when we get into the medical intuition aspect of today's episode. And then the fifth aspect of functional medicine that's different from Western is that health is not just the absence of disease, but it's really a state of immense vitality. So I think you really see this with a lot of um, women and some men too, when you when they get to, you know, sometimes in the 30s and 40s, sometimes you'll start to, you know, experience brain fog and lack of energy and lack of motivation. And if you go to your Western medicine physician, well, they'll say, oh, it's either all in your head, or you must be suffering from depression or anxiety. Here's a pill to fix that. See ya after your 15 minute visit, you know, maybe in three to six months for a readjustment. And you know, that's about all they're going to do for you. They might recommend some sort of mental health support, hopefully, but they don't usually dig deep to see what's going on. And so just because you're not having a stroke or having a heart attack or, you know, having cancer, that doesn't mean that you are in a state of immense vitality. So think about what that would mean if you could say I am in a state of immense immense vitality. And I hope some of you can I my hope is that all of us could say that, even though I know at this particular moment, it's just not true. But our goal is to get there, right? We all want to be in a state of immense vitality, not just the absence of the disease. We don't want to just survive, we want to thrive. And so functional medicine can really help you get there by digging deeper by looking at we can actually test for your neurotransmitters and see where they are. And maybe, um, maybe they're um, a little low or out of balance. And we have supplements that can help you get back into balance. We have food recommendations because in functional medicine, we use food as medicine. And you've heard me talk about that for many years now um, through my work as a um, 
integrative nutrition health coach, right? Food can and should be used as medicine. So really feeding the body the nutrients that it needs to have those building blocks to make those micronutrients that turns into the neurotransmitters that helps you feel happy and healthy and balanced and fulfilled. So really the clear distinction and definition of functional medicine Instead of asking what drug matches up with this disease, functional medicine asks the vital question that very few conventional doctors ask. It's why do you have this problem in the first place? What function has been lost? Why has function been lost? What can we do to restore this function? So in other words, functional medicine looks to find the root cause or mechanism involved with any loss of function, which ultimately reveals why a set of symptoms is there in the first place, or why the patient has a particular disease label. So I want you to think about that. And I, you know, I am the type of person, I love my Western medicine practitioner, my PCP, she's great. Um, But I'm not afraid to take her take to her when I go to see her questions. And so don't be afraid to take your physician questions and encourage a dialogue. A lot of times I think physicians, there's a lot of burnout within Western medicine and, you know, physicians get run down and frustrated and sort of disillusioned with what they're doing. They're all, they love to help people and patients, but dealing with insurance and the overhead and the legal aspects and all the stuff. It can be overwhelming and it can, you know, really sort of take the doctor out of the helping of the patient. And so I think as patients, we have a responsibility as well that when we show up, we are active participants in our own healthcare. And so whether or not you decide to seek out a functional medicine practitioner or not, what you can do is when you have a doctor's appointment, you have a list of things that you want to be addressed or investigated. You have a list of questions. Um, you ask your doctor about uh, test results and what they mean, or you ask them, what else can I do instead of, you know, or to complement A, B, or C. So let's say that your blood sugar has been trending up when you've been going to the doctor. And your doctor says, well, looks like you're pre-diabetic. Let's, um, we we might want to think about starting you on a sulfonylurea or metformin. And you can say, well, okay, I could be willing to start medication, but what else would you recommend? That gives them the opportunity to say, how about, you know, eating less sugar? I'm sure they're going to tell you to get more exercise. There's other things. And so it's a good way to engage your physician in a dialogue, which not only empowers you as the patient, but also I think re-engages that physician's mind to say, hey, oh, I have a patient that actually cares and wants to help themselves and not just relies on me to like dish out the pills. So I, you know, in, in the United States today, there are many things that could be better about our healthcare system. But one of the main ones I think is that we don't expect the patients to be active participant participants. And I think we're sort of um, 
missing a connection there. So I would like to encourage all of you, my lovely listeners, to become active participants in your healthcare, wherever that wherever that takes you, whether that takes you back to your Western medicine practitioner, which there are fantastic ones out there. I do not want to steer you away from Western medicine. It definitely has a welcome and much needed role still. However, if you're not getting the response that you want from your practitioner or the involvement that you need, then maybe it's time to start interviewing new practitioners. And I say that in a very specific and deliberate way. You should be interviewing your practitioner. Even if you've, you know, um, maybe you're looking for a new one. I have a friend right now that just moved and she's in a new um, insurance area. And so she's looking for new healthcare practitioners. And I reminded them, you know, I reminded her, yes, you will have a list from your insurance company, but do the research online. How are they rated? Do you find any articles about them that are positive or negative? Um, They have the different uh, options out there that will tell you um, their medical error rates, their infection rates. If you're looking for a surgeon, there's so much information now that you can gather about your physician. Don't be afraid to do that. And then on your first visit, take that list of questions. Dr. So-and-so, these are my list of concerns. How, what is your plan to address them? And, and if it resonates with you, great. If it doesn't, then move on. No love lost. There are plenty of patients and doctors to be matched up together. There is no shortage of either of you. Well, there might actually be some doctor shortages, but that's not the point. (laughs) The point is that just like any other relationship, there can be a match found for between a patient and their healthcare provider. So I encourage you to uh, investigate, do your research, come with questions, get involved, be willing to take their recommendations. If it, you know, if they say back to the blood sugar example, if they say you're pre-diabetic, say, okay, what can I do? And depending on maybe they say, well, I'm not a nutritionist. So I suggest you find a nutritionist. Okay, do that. If they say exercise more, I would do that too. Being an active participant in your own healthcare requires action. So be prepared to take some action. Okay, so I hope that gives you a better understanding of the difference between functional medicine and allopathic medicine. And now I want to sort of merge into medical intuition. And so a lot of people would say medical intuition is woo-woo. And I don't disagree with them, but I also don't think that's a bad thing. So um, what is medical intuition? Medical intuition is the practice of using intuition or some might even say clairvoyance, but clairvoyance is a very specific word, so I'm not gonna say that. So just, it's the practice of using intuition for medical information. And you will find some, if you Google that, you will find a lot of things that say, um, medical intuition is dangerous because um, they're trying to give you a specific diagnosis, blah, blah, blah. In my personal experience with medical intuition, most people that are seeking medical intuitives out already have a diagnosis or they are, they've been searching and searching and searching and haven't gotten an answer from Western medicine. And so this is almost a last resort. 
So when people come to medical intuitives, oftentimes they're not just, just um, sorry, necessarily seeking a cure, but they're seeking healing. And you can have a healing without a cure, and you can be cured without having a healing. And so I would say most the time in Western medicine, when we have a cure, it is the eliminating of all evidence of disease, but it doesn't necessarily mean that the patient has really changed their behavior, their attitude, their thinking, their approach. Um, and so that also doesn't necessarily mean that it'll prevent that whatever was cured will, um, that'll prevent it from coming back. So that's something to keep in mind. So then what is healing? That's an interesting question. And most health conditions are not so easily cured. So really, as patients, when we are looking for a healing, what does that mean? I'm sure you hear me talk about the word healing a lot um, in all of my content, whether it's written or or audio, but um, it's a really interesting topic. The dictionary defines healing as the process of making or becoming sound or healthy again. That's all well and good, but what does it really mean? What does it mean to you if you think about it for a minute? What does healing versus curing mean? What does that look like? Honestly, it's probably more of like a feeling because let's think about someone with a terminal disease of some sort. They can go through a healing and not be cured. So a healing really is more of like a shift in energy, a level of acceptance. It You can have a healing and a cure together, absolutely. But um, like I mentioned earlier, most health conditions are not so easily cured. And so um, it's, interest, it's important for us to be... Um, realistic, but maybe not just realistic, but honest with our um, expectations of dealing with health and healing and disease states and becoming whole. So again, curing means eliminating all evidence of disease and healing means becoming whole. So that's, that's interesting to me, I think, in the uh, context, both as a provider of healthcare, but also as a patient myself that has gone through my own trials and tribulations with um, health and healing. So um, just to dive in a little bit deeper to medical intuition, I don't want to get down too far in the weeds, but I do want to give you a general background in case, again, this is something that um, you're curious about, maybe you've heard about, or maybe you're looking for an alternative. Maybe you are one of those people that has been searching, searching, searching for an answer in Western medicine and you just haven't found it yet. That does not mean that an answer is not out there. And so that's what I think functional medicine and medical intuition, where they can really be complementary to a Western medicine approach. I don't think anything has to be one or the other. I am definitely an integrative practitioner. And so that's why I brought you these two subjects today, because I practice both functional medicine and medical intuition in my practice. And so I want to present to you the possibility of the results that can come with these two things when married together, 
when brought together to approach a situation, to approach a medical challenge. So your body is surrounded by an energy field that extends as far out as your outstretched arms. I'm sure you've heard me talk about this too. A lot of people say your aura is at the tips of your fingers. And you've heard me say that beyond that is your light body. This field around you is both an information center and a highly sensitive perceptual system. We are constantly in communication with everything around us through this system. We receive messages from other people's bodies and other people's energy fields. We can transmit electricity through our systems. So practitioners of energy medicine believe that the human energy field contains and reflects each individual's energy. It surrounds us, carries with us the emotional energy created by our internal and external experiences, both positive and negative, and this emotional force influences the physical tissue within our body. Experiences that carry our emotional energy and our energy systems can include things like past and present relationships, personal and professional, profound or traumatic experiences and memories, belief patterns, attitudes, even superstitions. The emotions from these experiences become encoded in our biological system and then contribute to the formation of different of our cells and how the signals that they send to each other. And this generates a quality of energy that reflects those emotions. These energy impressions form an energy language in the words of Carolyn Mace. And this literally carries symbolic and literal information and this is what the medical intuitive reads or receives when they're tuning in so I know that can be again like I said some people consider it a little woo-woo but if you think about any energy medicine practitioner that you've been to see what do they do they tune in what are they tuning into they're tuning into your energy field. And if you have heard of epigenetics, so epigenetics is, so you have your genetic code and we used to think that whatever your genes said, however they coded the whatever um, order they were in in your cells, then that meant certain things beyond a shadow of a doubt. But now we know that that's not true because the environment our emotions, our experiences really can shape those signals between the cells. And so that's called epigenetics. And so your experiences, your energy, your emotions, if you hold them in a certain part of your body, that can eventually manifest into diseases. And so this is part of the work that I studied with Carolyn Mace is where are those diseases manifesting in the body and what is that correlating to in terms of your energetic makeup, your emotional makeup, your, um, your, your history, so to speak. So 
Um, I hope you can see that with functional medicine, we are getting to the core. We are getting to the heart of the matter. We are asking again, why do you have this problem in the first place? Why has function been lost? And what can we do to restore this function? And so with those questions, maybe now you can see how we also ask that with energy medicine and medical intuition. We just go about it from a little bit different angles, but we ultimately, the goal is to come up with the same answer and the same goal, which is ultimate vitality, not just surviving, but thriving. So again, like every episode, I hope you enjoyed it. Maybe it sparked some questions. I would love to uh, hear from you if you do have questions. I would love to hear your comments or concerns, or maybe you have your own personal experiences about um, both functional or medical intuition, functional medicine or medical intuition. So um, thank you for listening. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you would like to hear more of or know more about. I would love to bring those topics to you and that information to you. I consider myself a teacher as well. And so bringing you information is not only part of my responsibility, but it's one of the things that I love to do, which is why I do this podcast. So you can find this podcast on most places that you listen to podcasts, but I'm specifically on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Anchor.fm, and CastBox. And so please rate and review. I don't often ask for rates and reviews, but um, it's something that I'm trying to do more of this year uh, to remind you guys that that helps me get seen and heard and um from my perspective, I feel like the more people that come across this message, the more people it'll help or benefit, or at least encourage them to ask questions. So um, anyway, find me wherever you can, rate and review, and I can't wait to tune in next week. Namaste.